The Florida Panthers are continuing to pick up the intensity during training camp. We discussed line combos and Paul Maurice emphasizing the need to reinvest in the system. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Friday, September 22nd, of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, as we spoke about uh, after our part one and two of discussing Media Day, this was good. Friday's episode was always going to be a late recording. Uh, but instead of having one practice worth to discuss, we have two now because we are recording this at 4.11 p.m. on a Friday. And it is Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back, and Nick, not welcome. Not only welcome to the show, but tell tell everybody we where you are coming to us from. Uh, I am coming from Cinque Terre, Italy, right now. So it is around ten p.m. So thank you for pushing this to be as late. And also, I never got to say this, but congratulations on the hockey news gig. Proud of you, man. Thank you so much. I'm very very excited uh, for, for the opportunity once again. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow, sometime in the morning, I will be my Oliver Ekman Larson story will be coming out on how this can be a great opportunity for OEL uh, with uh, with being with the Florida Panthers. But let's discuss the first two days of training camp for the Cats. Uh, Just just a few notes on who was there, who was not there. Uh, Day one, no Ryan Lomberg uh, for the Florida Panthers due to the birth of his daughter, Lennon Lomberg. He, um, Ryan Lomberg later was later uh, in in uh, in day two of training camp uh, as well, part of Group B for for the Panthers. Carver Hagee left a little bit early as far as part of Group B as well. Palmer's does discuss uh, that it's a, it is a little bit of tightness, nothing too precautionary, uh, n- nothing to worry about. Excuse me, just precautionary and all, and it was not seen on the ice for day two. And Montour, Ekblad are working in between the sessions on their own, some of it with Patrick Hornquist and, and some of it uh, mostly skating. Josh Davies uh, d- was not there in the first practice, with, but was back there for the second uh, practice. And no Liam Arnsby for either sessions for the Panthers. So those are uh, and also uh, also another uh, player of note, Yona Yakovic um, was not uh, was working with Montour and Ekblad during in between sessions. But Nick, uh, let's start with Carver Hagee. Uh, and this is something that Kobe Guy and Alex Baumgartner spoke about really on their fi- uh, fifth line five hour show yesterday. And talk about it's not something that to to push too hard for Carver Hagee as far as being back. In the lineup to start the training camp, we know he's a forty goal scorer. We know we know that what he can bring to the table, and I'm not too worried about him being a part of 
the the lineup to start the start the season you you know mo spoke about things just tightening up and as you know maybe a little bit of stretching maybe a little bit of hydration also maurice said whoever's healthy will play so so in in the double header to start so a little bit of insight on what what we might see on monday monday in the double header but let's start with carter hagee uh your level of concern is it high low or right in the middle uh, low, uh, just because I know he had an eventful summer um, and, you know, he's just coming back. So I, I hope or I would rather have him go through these minor tweaks um, in training camp now rather than in games that matter, uh, because I know Florida is going to need him this season, especially with the start that they're going to need in order to put themselves in a good position to make the playoffs this year. So I'm glad that they're just taking the precautions. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we know what we have with them. And, you know, can't wait to see uh, a few more game winning goals from this season, hopefully in the playoffs as well. Yeah, we're going to see quite a few of them. Uh, is, uh, no, no doubt about it. And funny enough, NHL, I believe it was NHL Network who put uh, a stat on the most goals by a winger since 2009, 2010. And if you were to start that from 2019 and end that probably in 2029 just predicting the future i think you're going to see carter verhage up there as far as far as the top five uh as far as goals via wrist shots so um, we're looking forward to seeing uh carter verhage back and if he's not back um in the next few days nothing uh to worry about but one thing that was discussed mostly leading up to training camp was the intensity for what paul maurice was going to bring in the in the first few days and board battles one-on-ones a, a lot as well and also when it comes to a, a one-on-one entering the zone as far as forward versus defenseman of breaking up uh, um breaking up passes lanes using your stick as well and one of the n- notable ones was uh, Nico Mikola that really the only battle that he really lost really was against Matthew Kachuk and it that's not that's not a knock on Nico Mikola by any source and uh, he was one of the few signings who did get term outside of him and Evan Rodriguez. Uh, just uh, just signs of encouragement knowing that this is a guy that was brought in during his uh, media availability yesterday. He was spo- he spoke about uh, a guy who a lot of people don't play against. He um, who don't like to play against someone who was called annoying, but he takes it as a compliment <laughs> as, as well. So. So definitely something, a good sign for a new signing, even though it's not really something to overreact based on two days of camp. No, but you have to think he's probably going to be the goodest replacement on the back six. Uh, so to say that he's annoying to play against or he's hard to play against, it's something that Florida desperately needed to uh, address and acquire. So I'm glad Bill Zito went out and made the move that he did. Um, and it's kind of reassuring that Matthew Chuck was the only one that was able to beat him during board battles because who's Matthew not beating these days, really? So I, that's the way I, t- I try to look at it. But um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, when it comes to, you know, game form, how he's going to be able to react. And, you know, if he's going to have that physical presence that Florida needs, um, you know, because they needed it during the Stanley Cup finals and it just didn't look like they had um, that part of the game, um, you know, against Vegas. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. And uh, hopefully uh, Maddie Chuchuk um, is 100% healthy now. It seems like he is, but you never know uh, when, you know, something like a sternum uh, gets broken and everything. So we'll, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and Nico Mikola, one thing that was uh, also discussed during him and Atulu Sterenin's, uh media availability was the fact that they know know each other. They played together before. Uh, Atulu Sterenin was talking about how they played in an, alum, in, a, in an alumni game with Anton Lundell as well. So the guys started get to, getting to know each other. He spoke about how Nico Mikola is a guy who has a great stick. Uh, Nico Mikola talking about the hard pace that Paul Maurice brought, that he likes the... In intensity likes to use his long reach, especially when skating uh, backwards in uh, trans transition as well. So those guys, maybe maybe a little bit of 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 something there as far as a relationship creating uh, something better on, on the ice as as well for for the Panthers. One other one other uh, one other uh, player that got to speak to uh, the media yesterday uh, was uh, Sam Bennett. Uh, spoke about how once again. He, he he doesn't mind the intensity when it comes to the the la the first few days um that he wants it to be hard he um he want and how Paul Maurice wants the the group to be prepared spoke about how it was the most fun that he's had playing hockey in his life and also uh one thing that I'm may, spoiler including in my Oliver Ekman Larson uh, uh article is the fact that Sam Bennett also played against OEL Quite a few times in Cal while while Bennett was in Calgary, uh, OEL was in Arizona as well. And and talk about what he brings to the table as far as a guy who brings composure as well, uh, who knows how to how to lead a charge for for uh, for a team and someone who's uh, who's a pretty steady presence there as well. And and also the shortened off season is that the fact that the fact that last two teams standing and you're coming in and all the off-season work, he, you're not losing your touch as well. So I think that's also a great benefit for, despite no, um, no rest for the for the Panthers, they're getting back in in the groove. groove and like Bennett said, not losing that touch. Yeah, I mean, you touched on the fact that you know Paul Maurice, you know, is having the intensity ratcheted up, and I know that was one of the common themes in his first training camp last year, where. You know, he was just skating the boys and he was doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one board battles, just getting them ready. And look what it did for the team, you know, after they completely bought in. They are winning every board battle. They were making sure that the puck was getting cleared out of the D zone. Um, you know, they all trusted in each other and they really bought into the system. And one of the players that really benefited from that was Sam Bennett, especially when he came back from injury uh, into the Boston series. He, he kind of just gave life to the Panthers and uh, in that game five, um, you know, when he came back and then also, you know, in that Toronto series where he just, he was a wrecking machine everywhere he went. And then um, I forget who he knocked out in game four. Um, Slavin, Carolina, but um, just go. Yeah. Jacob Slavin. So it just shows that I think, you know, Bennett's ready to go. I think he has possibly another little, um, Another gear to go, I, I honestly think. And if he's having fun right now, I can only imagine what it's going to be like either opening night or during the season. Yeah, and, and one thing we're hoping is definitely a healthy Sam Bennett uh, come uh, mm -hmm. this season as well as the, the center depth is going to be really key um, for, for, for the Panthers. So we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to discuss some of the line combos that we've seen uh, as, well, as well through the first uh, few days of training camp. And whether it's something to be hopeful, overreact, or or you name it, we're going to discuss that more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about 
bird dogs. And bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretchy, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made that, that excuse me, bird dogs fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion, whether it's going golfing, going on a date, eat an evening out, going to the pool, working out, lounging, or at work. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Segment number two here on this Friday, September 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, I, I it's only been a few days since we've heard the announcement of some of the front office changes for the Panthers. And right out of the gate is Patrick Hornquist working with 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 the guys on on, on the ice. And mm-hmm. also Ryan Lomberg had something to say about uh Patrick Hornquist. Actually I have a screenshot right here of what what Ryan Lomberg said about Patrick Hornquist uh working. It says quote He's only got one speed. It's 110% every second, no matter the month, no matter how many guys are out there. It's always the same. He's a champion times two, close quote. And despite not being having the opportunity to suit up anymore, uh, Paul Maurice also spoke about how he wanted to get him out there just for the sake, not just for the sake, but one of the sakes is chirping the guys. Get, getting the getting getting them <laughs> under their skin and it, it kind of gives me as far as comparing like maybe basketball uh as far as Udonis Haslam vibes for the Miami Heat a guy who was there for so many years uh, even though Hornquist is was playing with the Panthers for three but kind of living that role as player coach even though he's not a player anymore and just the fact that is just so fresh for Hornquist to be with the guys I I, I see nothing but benefit for this Panthers team on what Hornquist is bringing to the the front office. Can't say that I'm happier for somebody, um, you know, such as Patrick Hornquist, just because the way his career ended, I'm glad Florida was able to bring him back in and retain him because I think not only in the locker room, but, you know, if they're going to put him on the bench or even up in, um, you know, the seats, he's going to be an attribute to this team. Uh, you know, I've talked about it multiple times during the playoff run, but you always saw him in the tunnel celebrating with the team, being emotional. And, you know, you could just tell that he wanted to be there and he lives for this. And I don't think Florida's really had – that many players come back and be able to do that. I mean, yeah, we have Brian McCabe that's, you know, with the team. You got Luongo that's in the front office. Um, you know, I know Brian Scrooland was there. Billy's still with the team. You know, he's doing radio and stuff like that. So it's very awesome to see that they can just transition Patrick from a player uh, support role to an actual 
uh, support role with the organization. And I'm just, uh, to between you and me, I'm actually glad that he's an actual on ice coach rather than going over to Sweden and scouting right now, because I think his skills probably play better in that role. And, you know, maybe down the line, um, he may be a scout, but I think for right now where Florida is and what they're trying to accomplish, this is the guy you want either on the bench or coaching your guys up. Yeah. And uh, maybe he does eventually transition, like you said, like you said, but let, let's go on to uh, line combinations on some of the consistent ones that we've seen. We saw a little bit of Mackie Samuskevich with the, with, uh, with the top uh, line of put, pairing him with uh Barkov. And then we saw a little bit of Denisenko as far as uh, day one of, of training camp but day two we saw a line that was a little bit of a little bit expected with Rodriguez Evan Rodriguez playing on Barkov's wing of course we spoke all summer about his experience working with Sidney Crosby Nathan McKinnon but another one uh don't know how much stock to put into this is uh Grigory Denisenko on that on that top line uh with uh with Alexander Barkov and Evan Rodriguez uh and it's also dependent on what's going to happen with the third line is is as well with if Sam Reinhart is going to be on that third line or if he's going to be on that on that top wing as well because we saw Mackie Samuskevich playing with uh, Lundell and Etulus Thorin and maybe it's the Florida Panthers version of the kid line as well and then we saw Cousins Bennett and Kachuk together but uh, something that we saw a lot throughout the playoffs but with Carver Hagee out we we don't know what that what the, none none of these are final by the way. So that's that's what that's really what, but that's really what we got so far as well. But once again, going back to Kobe Guy and uh, Alex Baumgartner, what they spoke about on their show is that Mackie Samuskevich could have probably a, a, an incredible incredible camp and still not make the team based on all the other guys around the Panthers who you don't want to lose to waivers in 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 for 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 the team. An example is Lucas Carlson is is a, is a is a is a player that you don't want to lose as well. And let's go to deep de defense. OEL and Forsling, something we expected. Um, Mike Riley and Uvis Balinskis as well. And then Dmitry Kulikov, you know, later on in his career, late in his career, wasn't expecting to for him to get a top role with Josh Mahara. Josh Mahara needs a friend again with Radko Gudis out um, to 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 Anaheim now and all. So. And also, Paul Maurice said that they won't work on power play this week, but Oliver Ekman Larson is going to get a shot once they start practicing uh, the power play. Uh, your your thoughts on the lines so far, my friend? Well, it's it's the second day of practice, so I, I think the lines are going to be you know thrown in a blender per se. But I think you also have to go with what you know and what worked. So I'm not really worried about the forward lines right now. Um, you know, I'm just glad that Cousins is staying up on the second line because he, for what he did in the playoffs with the Chuck and Bennett, he helped stir that drink. Um, you know, he was able to create turnovers or, you know, win board battles and get the puck to them. So happy to see that he's still up there. But then when it comes to like Lundell, Reinhardt, uh, Losterain, and, and, you know, maybe even Evan Rodriguez, Panthers are in a good position to have a lot of players and, you know, try to fill out the top six or the top nine. And this is something they had trouble with last year. I mean, one of the topics we had is that the depth isn't there. And this year they kind of do. But, you know, with 
things that are, you know, good and you're kind of gluttonous on it, you always have a, you know, a, a, a negative or a possible opportunity. And, you know, that comes to Carlson possibly, you know, being subjected to waivers, hopefully not because he deserves a shot with the Panthers. If that means uh, Sam Skavich has to go down and, you know, mature a little bit in the AHL, it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. Um, and if Florida decides, you know, that they're struggling with goal scoring, they can always bring them up and drop them back down. And injuries will be, it's not if, but when uh, people get hurt as well. So, and yeah. when it comes to bringing guys up and I think, I'm very confident that Mackie will be in the show uh, sometime this season. It's just about <laughs> when, really. And Doug Plagan spoke about this last season after the 23-man roster was announced. The 23 that you're that you start isn't the 23 that you're gonna that you're gonna end with. You're gonna need help along the way, all throughout the organization and all. And one thing that you mentioned, based on the 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 complimentary role players as well, I want to go back to Evan Rodriguez and what Paul Marie said on. Thursdays uh, on day one of training camp on Thursdays, like one one benefit that Evan Rodriguez has is that you could put him at any either of the wings and at center for 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 Evan, and I think that's really uh, like a luxury for the Panthers as well. I mean, you have the luxury of Etulus Terenin, um at times when you need Anton Lindell to go up to the mm-hmm. wing on the top line as as, as well, um, and you know. What and 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 Denisenko to and Denisenko not necessarily a guy who's interchangeable, but getting an opportunity to work with an elite player like Barkov and learn under him. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a a career goal yet, but you know, starting to work a little bit under him can can get his game going because he's on a one way deal. Uh, he you uh-huh. you they want they it is a big emphasis. They sent a message that this is your time. To 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 make an impact on this roster. Most definitely, and you know uh, who better to learn from than Barkov right now? It seems like whoever he plays with is put in the best position possible. You know, I partially want to say that Carter Verhage's success has been because of Barkov, but Carter does his own thing, and you know. He's been successful because he's put himself into great positions. But uh, you know, Denisenko, I hope and pray that he has an amazing season because as you said, this is, you know, basically, you know, you're either going to do it or you're not, we're going to move on. And it could be very quick. Uh, if he shows that he hasn't grown or that he cannot buy into the team system, Florida might have to move on, to be honest with you. Uh, they, they have too many other parts that are moving. They have guys that are going to be coming back from injury and other guys that can probably fill those uh, spots on the team that can contribute. Now, to get back to your whole defensive point that you were making, um, I'm glad that Oliver ekman Larson's getting the first shot at the power play quarterback. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how he decides to run it. Um, I hope he runs it like Brian Campbell did, where he basically was the main guy dishing the puck. But we know that Barkoff and Dechuk are down there, so I don't think that's going to happen a lot. But just be able to contain and maintain the puck. That's all I ask for. And if he does that, I think he'll be pretty effective. No, no doubt, and definitely, uh, definitely an opportunity. As uh, there's been a, a lot of uncertainty w- where uh, Oliver Ekman Larson has been uh, throughout his uh, car- career as well. But we're going to transition over to segment number, th- number three, where we're going to discuss the message and the mindset needed 
for the Florida Panthers throughout the rest of training camp and into the seasons and something that Paul Maurice has definitely emphasized through the first few days. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, September 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And Paul Maurice made a a big point. I think I don't I I should have I should have counted how many times he said the word reinvest. Uh, but it was more than more more than once, and that's really what caught my eye on really the focus of Palmeries. And if you guys want, and if every, you guys, the listeners, want to have an opportunity to listen what Palmeries had to say, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Where we'll be bringing you media availabilities from from training camp all, all all throughout the all throughout the preseason as well, and into the regular season. So you'll get an opportunity to listen. Of all the media availabilities, just like I do, you guys will have that opportunity. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. But reinvest, Nick, is the key. And I'm not sure how many times he would be using that vocabulary based on if they fit, if they ended up not making the playoffs at all. Because if you're talking about reinvesting, what are you reinvesting in? If, if you really think about it from from that standpoint, but Think thinking about how with with the Panthers and talking about how this was a team that didn't blow people out of the water throughout the postseason. Paul Maurice made it an emphasis of scratching and clawing, having their playoffs starting basically in January as well. And for the Panthers winning all these low scoring games, grinding it out, tight forechecking, uh, and really the game slowing down. As well, which the Florida Panthers were able to do, and let's not also forget great goaltending. That also has a big, big uh, part of it. But what's what's in between all the great outside of the great goaltending of using using your stick, closing out lanes as well for for that. And that's really going back to another word that was said a lot during media day: the standard for this team as well. And that's really something that really just caught my eye as the Panthers are just continuing to build their culture. And it's not just – and at, at, we're at a point when we're, where we are talking about it a lot, but we have a good reason to talk about it based on the results and based on the hard work that, that, we're, that we're, we're seeing just in these first two days of training camp. Well, with the amount of times that he probably said reinvest, I felt like I was back in an economics class back in high school, you know, always reinvest, reinvest, reinvest off your gains. So, uh, you know, let, let that be a lesson to everybody who listens right now. So uh, it, it's a very good term to use right now because everybody bought in and look at the results that they got. Did they win the ultimate prize? No, but did they gain a ton? Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to take what you gained, what you learned, and you're going to reinvest that into something new this season. But you're going to keep kind of kind of the same formula as far as scratching, clawing, uh, doing all the little things right, uh, playing the right way when you have a lead late in the game, uh, having good goaltending and making the right decisions. So I think some of those things, um, you know, they are controllable. 
But at the same time, you know, the game and the pucker will dictate how that happens and when that happens. So it's just you have to trust the process. And hopefully Florida will be able to basically reinvest or buy back in, uh, you know, much earlier this season rather than waiting later in the year and making some noise. Yeah, and Mo spoke about how every team is going to go through a three or four game slump. How are you going to weather some of those storms when it comes to those uh, when it comes to some of those losing streaks as well? And every season has their own individual stories. And um, you think about different adversity when it comes to injuries, different adversity when it comes to unlucky bounces as well. Even that's a factor in to to the to the this the season as well. And it's not necessarily saying oh just because they've done it in the past means they'll do it again. It's it's all about because we know what it takes, we know the proper steps on on how to win, what what is needed in order to put the opposition in a bad position to 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 create a turnover or to draw a penalty to get yourself on the man advantage as well. And 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 also not only that, what to say on the bench in in be in, in between line changes as as, as well, between Mo, assistant coaches, power play unit, PK unit, everyone. What 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 is said differently as is, is, is well through throughout all of that, the messaging through up and down through. And I think that that is going to and the fact that they went through all of that is going to, to help some of that as far as especially the trust factor you, that that that's a big, big um, point that I want to that I want to put out there as far as there is trust in with with this uh, with this coaching staff. There definitely is, and I think they proved a point uh, coming back three one from Boston, a juggernaut of the team, having the best regular season, team not losing their composure, or at least you know putting up a fight to make sure that they survive, and then you walk into uh, you know Toronto who wanted Florida in the first place and Florida kind of showed them what happens, you know, when, you know, you get what you want may not want to wish that too much. And then you have Carolina who um, unfortunately can't seem to win a game in the Eastern conference finals, but is always a Stanley cup contender. You just got to let the noise go away. You just got to buy back in, listen to who, you know, is next to you on the bench, listen to your coaches and just really realize that the overall goal is to play hard, play the right way and hopefully get a W out of it. Yeah. And, and definitely uh, we, we will, we will definitely see that messaging more and more, especially with, with, uh, with the experience factor there, there's going to be a, a new journey. There's going to be new and also new hard decisions for uh, Bill Zito and Paul Maurice when they, when the cuts do happen, when they eventually make uh, their original 23-man roster. But that's still a ways away from, from now. They still have two more practices Saturday and Sunday, and then their doubleheader on Monday against the Nashville Predators. So, Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, as always, thank you again for having me on and having me on for Fairbanks Friday once again. And fans, if you guys would like to follow me and hear more of my opinions, you guys can follow me on DX at Prudentia Zero. But Armando, thank you again for having me on. 
Thank you so much, Nick, and see you next week, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Ronda Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.